welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes, and formerly of Watchmen Minute. <laughs> and I'm David Smith from Top Secret Minute, and before that, Airplane Minute. Oh, glad to have uh, uh, Travis as a returning co-host back with with no real official duties, but just <laughs> you know, you're we, we we are former co-hosts to each other, and it's just nice that uh, he's uh, ha- had some interest in uh, in this movie. Yeah, I'm in enough the uh, to, enough to appear a few times throughout. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got to keep dipping into the movie that I've never seen before, and <laughs> just gets weirder <laughs> and weirder every. Yeah. Every time I visit. And uh, David, this is your first time here, and you're you're our guest. But and then then probably next week should be our you, you'll become the co-host. Wow, moving up the ladder here, yeah, real quick. There's a lot of responsibilities, <laughs> David. Yes. It's not all just you know playing Ed McMahon. I know. I have to. I have to say hello before the other person next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Ah, well, so, so glad that both of you are able to join us, me, this time. Uh, minute 67 this week. It's our, our week 47 as well. Um, minute 67 starts with the second half of the deflowering and ends with Ben <laughs> Fong Torres calling from Rolling Stone. And Travis, are you going to guess why I asked you <laughs> to be on this minute? Well, I'm, I'm a l- little confused and like without you know having much or really any context of the minutes uh, outside this one it's a little jarring to be thrown into this minute where you know these girls are parading around this this dude while penny looks on kind of approving um mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little weird to, to catch back up with this movie eric here so uh thanks i i think yeah. but no i don't know what I don't know why you associated me with this minute. I'm... Uh, well, I, well, from our former show, I think I okay. think we just had a bit of fun uh, with oh the the awkward sex couple, scene two two or three sex scenes essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this I didn't know yeah. this was the deflowering of of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's William. what happened okay. the previous minute, and and actually, okay. I kind of started that out, and I I thankfully did was able to get a <laughs> uh, a female perspective as one of the two guests mm. or slash co-hosts, what have you, um, on with me, um, and you know there the issue, you know the issue, and I'm, I'm so glad it was that minute versus this minute. But I knew I I knew I wanted at least one of these two minutes, and that one's the better one as well mm. to have the the female perspective because you know there's there's this whole. You know, in this deflowering sequence, it is this matter of, you know, them, you know, forcing, you know, he, he, he doesn't seem to want this for sure. a while, for, for yeah. a, a good few, few seconds um, of, of the previous minute. Um, mm-hmm. But, but he's really come around um, in this, in this uh, minute yeah. of, of the sequence. So. Why do you think that is? Like, I'm, I think there's three things that are kind of holding him back. Yeah. Like, one, it's his mom, right? Because mm. mm-hmm. she's been super overprotective of him yeah. and doesn't want him to do drugs, doesn't want him to have sex. Two, of course, it's Rolling Stone and Lester Bangs telling him, don't get involved with the band, the groupies. Yeah. 
And then three, of course, he's in love with Penny. So I, I see yeah, all of that in his yeah. in that close up of his face, you know. Yeah, and I'd I'd say we hit on the la- on the third one the most last minute, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we even had you know one, one of the two guests definitely was forward looking into this minute a bit as well. But you know it was just barely starting at the end of last minute that he was kind of coming around to being okay with it, mm-hmm. um, and you know yeah, and definitely it's it's this this amazing part of this where it zooms in on both of their eyes, Penny's and Williams. And yeah. that's, that's just an amazing amount of, of, of an indication. I think that, you know, he, he wishes that it was with her, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. right. And, and that she realizes that too, probably it's, you know, it's hard to believe that she wouldn't, but, but there's things after this that kind of, you know, where she can, you know, kind of continues to, act like more more like big sister than love interest uh, you know knowing love interest to him I, I think too yeah and she gives him that look like go ahead and do this right yeah, yeah that's Definitely. what i got from it for sure like yeah i like this uh kind of silent conversation that they're having mm-hmm. it, it uh, in amidst you know, all these uh <laughs> these three ladies who are kind of dancing around and yeah, I actually really like this moment between the two. Um, uh, you know, like you said, the the close up on the eyes. It's really an interesting shot. Um, and I know I'm missing a lot of what this is, so I'm sure I'm going to be a little bit wrong. But when it comes down to what these two are saying to each other, you know, like I I tell that she's saying to him, like it's okay, go have fun. Yeah. Um, but then I am also getting this vibe of, for me, it feels like she's saying goodbye. Like I would not be surprised if, if you took, if I didn't know this was in just over the hour mark of the movie, I would think this is at the end of the movie where these two are, are going to be, uh, um, splitting, you know, apart or, or this is the last time he's going to see her. Like, I really feel like. It's gonna this there it that this minute should be narrated by like like Zach Braff doing a scene from Scrubs where it's like <laughs> and then she was gone you know mm-hmm. um it just like fade away because you hear the door click you know as she exits the the scene so um it, yeah it felt like a very um permanent kind of goodbye for me because I don't know what comes next but it doesn't seem like the sort of thing like these two are going to get together right after this, you know? Well, and that's, I think that's really symbolic because it's definitely indicated the next minute. And, you know, it's, 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 I think it's stuff you can guess throughout the whole buildup of this to this point. Yeah. But next minute, there is the mentioning of him having lost his virginity. Hmm. So I, I think, you know, and, and I, she must be aware of that too. She, she, yeah. you know, it, she it, that felt pretty the, evident. The, the other, these, the other band-aids know, seem to know that too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense what you're saying, but I think just from a symbolic point of view, it, it's, it's where it hits home. Hmm. Yeah. She definitely seemed a little sad. Like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. There's something, there is a part of her that wanted to be the one to, Take his virginity. <laughs> that could have, oh wow, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, 
could she be really a, like high on the hog? I think maybe is the right, you know, she, she thinks she's maybe too important. I mean, when she's definitely, she's definitely has her project of Russell. So mm-hmm. if, if you're not too familiar with that, Travis, that's, you know, she's, she said that she's, we, we've definitely, it's definitely been something that she's indicated prior to this. It's on the bus. On a, on okay. A bus she team. wants to hook up with. Well, it's not, it's not that she wants to hook up, but she's, she's making, she, she seems to have before sometime in the past, a year okay. before this, maybe roughly or something on a previous tour, maybe, or, or just a one, or it could have been much, much more singular. Sure. Not, not, not being involved on, on the, but with, on, with the band. Yeah. Cause the they were talking about, uh, being in LA, right? At the hotel. Yeah. I mean, that, that could have easily been where. Yeah, they might have done but that. It, well, I mean, well, they, they, they definitely, not, they definitely yeah. at least did some good making out or what have you in the <laughs> in the ice machine room in the hotel. That's for sure. Right. But there's some, some something even prior to that 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 happened between the two of them that that William even notices, realizes they had met before. You know, he, he thinks that he's introducing the two of them, but <laughs> and he's taking, he's being all proud of being able to do that, but then. You know they, the way they're acting towards each other, even though they're kind of playing along with being introduced for the first time. But, but, um, but yeah, that that he, hmm. the idea that 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 she, I, I think she c- could feel like she's you know be- because he's just this fifteen-year-old reporter <laughs> and not a musician as well, or not maybe a bit older too, at least. You know, could be her hesitancy, maybe. Um, hmm. Even though she has these feelings, possibly, maybe to to want to to want to uh, hook up, that uh, she stays away from doing that. Hmm. I think is possible. Yeah, totally. I think I think you're right. I think she she does feel a if you know maybe older sisterly protective feeling. She's definitely protective of him, uh, whether it's sisterly well, or motherly or. Just selfish, right? That even comes through in her holding up her hand to her face, which is, yeah. <laughs> is, is kind of like an embarrassed. Yeah, I like the playfulness of that. You know, so, so she has this wide range of different <laughs> emotions that she's putting through. That's for darn sure, just in this minute. But It could also be that, that William is the safer option, that maybe she doesn't want yeah. to play it safe. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, speaking of playing it safe, <laughs> I did make my one little note with the, uh, the the fire hazard with the candles. Oh, sure. Over on the on the end <laughs> yeah. table and the um, or nightstand, what have you, and uh, and and with the scarves or yeah. fabric, whatever yeah. they are, being flowing around. And yeah, this could quickly turn into that scene from Go. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's it's just funny. This whole movie, you know, William's surrounded by these these uh, older female figures: his mom, his sister, and, and Penny, and like the the rest of the 
what do they call them? Band-Aids? Band-Aids, right. Yep. Are more – in. I mean, they're more sexually mature than him, but they're emotionally immature, right? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Penny, Penny, there's this big conflict within her. She, she, she likes, she might even love William. Not sure in what sort of way yet, uh, but she definitely wants to protect him. But she also sees herself. You said she made, she was making Russell a project, right? She, William is also a project. She mm-hmm. feels, I think, she feels responsible to turn him into a man, whether that's. With her hands or just with her guidance. Um, and it just it reminds me of when I was doing Bull Durham Minute with Sully. You know, Susan Sarandon took a player every year and made him a project and turned yeah, him into right. a better player and a, and a better man. You know, it's just very, it's very similar. Um, there are, as, as I think you both might have seen, looked over the script I provided for you, the, uh, you know, these interesting things the the band-aids are saying the baby yeah yeah, and come on penny join us which i think that one to me sounded like anna paquin okay yeah the come on penny join us Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and there's definitely the next two lines i was definitely more very sure myself though of the of sapphire the frizzabalk character yeah take a vacation from yourself Leave this up to professionals. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> of the three of them. That's the one that would probably say that, you know, just just from right from a makes sense kind of yeah. point of view. She 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 is you know she's she's more on the same level I think or, or same age range I would you know say with with uh, Penny, whereas Polexia and then Beth are, are going from the youngest up <laughs> too. Mm. Um, just, just how how they act in the bit look as well. I think both, but um, but then Be- and then Beth from Denton, Beth from Denver, Beth says, "Don't worry, don't worry, William. I've seen the future, and that's totally the thing. <laughs> also, totally a thing that she would say. Um, <laughs> uh, and this all works out reasonably well. And because because she's she, there's a scene, there's a great scene that that we've already covered that uh, is where when when she meets William and and she's telling telling him that his aura is purple." <laughs> you know and she's all all, yeah. all mystic and into into astrology and yeah. things like that hmm. so mentioning the future his future makes a lot of sense and i mean it uh, movies do that too sometimes like somebody will say something about the future in a movie and it kind of predicts what happens in the movie mm-hmm. and yeah i mean this works out reasonably well for <laughs> right i mean he has his ups and downs as the movie goes on but it turns out okay May I ask two questions? Sure. So this is meant to be based on the real life of Cameron yeah. Crowe, yeah? hmm And we're meant to believe that this kid is uh, seemingly having a foursome or about to or some combination of yeah. of that? hmm Okay. No further <laughs> he, questions. He, he, yeah, he, he has indicated on a recent podcast uh, where, where uh, you know, the, the, the guy that did the podcast uh, just amazingly – you know, was able to get Cameron Crowe and all the, the the three big leads, and even some some of the others too, and and some of the other you know ca- uh, crew and so forth too. Um, just like over like a five six six episode run, um, hour long each probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm almost positive Cameron in that, and I think I've seen it one or one or maybe another place recently as well that. Uh, 
that he's indicated. I mean, this uh, something pretty close, similar to this, did happen for him. Mm-hmm. You know, at at roughly this age, fifteen, it could have been a little bit older, possibly. I think, and possibly fewer he, people was, involved. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the part I I question is is how many people are involved in this little (laughs) uh, deflowering that you know took place. You know, poetic license. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, what I was saying with his age, though, I mean that because he did kind of do this for a good two or three years, roughly, I think, is my take, uh, where he was on the road with some bands, and and he was you know he did this he. I don't know that it was, you know, overall in the whole movie, it's kind of played that he's really kind of pulled one over on Rolling Stone, you know, that with them not knowing he's as young as he is. Sure. You know, right. Things have just happened out, you know, turned out well, and he's lowered his voice a couple times when he's on the phone or two or three, a few, a few times, really. Um, but uh, I don't think it played out that strongly as, as a, as a, a, a kind of thing that he purposefully pulled off kind of to, to fool them yet, you know, they, they, what ended up seeming to happen was that they, 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 they really clung to that though, at least after their, the first article, you know, um, they, they realized that he was as young as he was yeah, and they stuck with him huh. for the good couple more years. At least, um, and, and I think maybe even further than that, uh, off and on, but a good, good run of going out with bands on tours and stuff, and and just other non non articles written that weren't weren't on tour too, but some, but because that's I mean that's what he was doing first off anyway. He was writing writing uh, an article uh, for Lester Banks, the Philip Seymour Hoffman character, yeah, for the magazine Cream. Having seen uh, Cameron Crowe as an adult, you know, after this movie came out, because before this movie, I didn't know who he was. I mean, I'd, I'd seen mm-hmm. Fast Times and Jerry Maguire and stuff, but, you know, his, his name wasn't a household name until this movie came out for me. Um, and I've seen him, you know, pictures and interviews or whatever. And it's hard for me to reconcile that with the William character. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there's a bit of a... a- uh, attractiveness, I think. <laughs> I mean, not that I can, I can, I can <laughs> yeah, just attractive, you know, men or boys, males. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's a, there's a bit of some features that Cameron, I think has that are, <laughs> are, are, yeah, are not, just... not quite your Hollywood friendly, you know, look. Right. And just William's wide eyed innocence and yeah. purity, you know, he, and the actor plays it so well. There was even one picture I saw just recently um, because, I mean, this is, this, this is the 20th anniversary of the movie, too, of course, as I've been saying, as I say at the top of every show from 2000, um, that uh, uh, where there, there's a picture I just saw, a still a still photo of him at roughly the same, maybe a little bit older, but he has way past his shoulders long hair, <laughs> too, <laughs> at one point. <laughs> yeah. Know, he, got, he got it grown out pretty far. Um, the one other thing during this this initial sequence, um, uh, just just all the laughing and giggling of yeah. these girls, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. That that I mean, they're re- they're really putting on a show for him, um, and and he's not taking it in as as we've said. You know this this uh, bit of staring between uh, William and Penny uh, detracts from his enjoyment 
of the show, but is that what us guys are really into? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's what know, then, then is, then is shown to <laughs> happen that, uh, put uh, me in a room with Anna Paquin and, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, t- two of them kiss Anna Paquin and uh, I'll, I'll let Kate Hudson leave. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I know we have the, we have, we have the sex taken care of. We have the rock and roll. Um, are, yeah. are drugs a, a factor in this scene or just before this scene is, is everyone high is there's never an, any indication that William or Cameron is, I mean, I, Oh gosh, I feel like I've heard maybe, you know, like I've said that his going on our road lasts for a good couple or so years. <sighs> I feel like I've heard like maybe just he, he did, you know, certainly tr- maybe or not certainly, but maybe he tried a little pot later in that life. Sure. But but at this point, yeah, he was sticking to his mom's oh, okay. <laughs> no drugs. Huh. Now, his mom never says, I mean, as you as you mentioned out, David, <laughs> you know, the no, no, no sex, no drugs. But but really, you know, you know, his mother, I don't think ever said anything about no sex. <laughs> <laughs> but is is that the kind of thing that should just be understood that a mother would not want her 15 year old that goes out on the road with a rock band to not have sex? I think a woman like Frances McDormand is playing her would make it explicit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I wonder because from what I've seen of these ladies, just the, the you know, they seem to be very like having a good time, very loose in the okay. sense of like just going with the flow. Um, the the voiceover from Sapphire, she, like I, I could, she sounds like maybe she's high. Um, the girl said Beth saying that she's seen the future, like maybe she's on acid. Like I'm just, I would not be surprised if everyone here was you know it's under possible. some influence. So, but I didn't know if like that was. In the previous yeah, scene, that, that it there was is very explicit little or drug okay. usage shown okay. throughout the whole movie. Huh, just really? a little bit of pot smoking, really. Huh. The, no, I uh, figured next, it would the be the next closest is the is the red solo cup when Russell and William at our at our house at a at a house party. Yeah, as previous to this minute, where where a, a kid with a red solo cup essentially <laughs> way before way before they were really popular. Sure, <laughs> I mean called that. But he goes. There's acid in the beer. Okay. In in in, in the in the red cups, he says. <laughs> and and Russell looks down, sees that it's red, and takes the cup from the kid and yeah. downs it. So and then after huh. that, William is very funnily um, uh, walking around behind him, seeing him kind of not get into trouble, but just kind of act acting like you might if you just down to sure down to beer. With with uh, some acid, some some amount of acid in it, um, uh, and saying don't please don't give him any more acid. <laughs> so I assume that maybe someone else also gave him acid after that. Even maybe that that Russell. It seemed like a pretty strong dose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for what ends up happening after that. <laughs> hmm. um, but then I was getting to that that you know. I mean, hey, we see it, you know, this, this, in this four way, as you were saying, you know, Polexia and Beth, they, they kiss right in front of William's face. I mean, I mean, he, he could have had, it could have been a three way kiss between the three of them. <laughs> he was, he was close enough. Um, and then Polexia, or I'm sorry, um, Sapphire, 
Sapphire goes down to do the deed. Seems that way. Yeah. And that's that's when we're also hearing the the works out reasonably well. And then even this as it kind of fades to black. Is that right? Uh, I'd say yeah, fades to black. Yep. And we're starting to hear some a little bit of a ringing, very kind of faint. When you hear William question the the reasonably, but yeah, but, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you start hearing the the phone ring. Yep. And it was a neat thing because the, you're hearing the dialogue, but you're not seeing them say it. It's like it's yeah. ethereal. It was said at a different time or whatever. Kind of adds to that just the way that this scene is shot with a lot of slow-mo and um, the way everyone's moving around. and It does just feel ethereal and Hmm. um, yeah, like I don't know. It's – that's that's also I think why I think everyone is probably high here. But um, whether that's explicit or not I guess is left to the viewer – I mean, I almost want to say it, it could be, it might not be drugs. I mean, it, mm. it probably is. <laughs> it probably is that, that, the, that the three girls, um, maybe even Penny too, um, they, they could have uh, taken some drugs, but um, of some sort, of different sorts maybe. Um, but uh, I, almost think, I almost think that this, these effects that, you're, that we're talking about, they could have been chosen to be that way to indicate William's, you know, uh, just 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 what the way he's feeling, the 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 uh, urges, the <laughs> the uh, the the throbbing <laughs> nature of the moment, you know, time time could slow down maybe, or, yeah. or does it speed up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's over too quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then and the, and the ringing gets a little bit louder, and that's when the uh, the song we've actually been hearing. We haven't I haven't mentioned the song that we've heard. Um, so this is a, a Nancy Wilson piece, and I, last minute I was I was kind of I wasn't totally sure I was right, and I sure didn't over the course of the week um, didn't look up the uh, or d- double check and make sure what the what the song title was. I think it's Lucky Trumbull though, but uh, I certainly did put a call out last minute, and maybe we'll find out. Uh, I, I'll find out via the face Facebook maybe that someone else says something different, or maybe I'll get around to looking it up and have that as a little extra bit of information i put out there via facebook or twitter or any any or all of the places but uh yeah i mean she composed composed all these uh instrumental type pieces that we hear throughout mostly mostly guitar but this this definitely is a bit a little more synth heavy mm. than most of the other pieces that she composed and so and that's uh that was at the time cameron crow's wife okay and former former guitarist and songwriter piece some of the music for uh, the band art Okay, I thought I recognized the name. Yeah. She did a great job with these pieces, I think. Daughter of a Beach Boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true, too. <laughs> mm. Did not know that. Yeah, I've, and which Beach Boy, I forget. Brian Wilson, no, probably. The, yeah, it, Brian, it Brian, there it is. Yeah. I mean, I would assume from the name. I don't know if there were other Wilsons. Oh, yeah, there, there was the two brothers, Brian oh. and Carl. Okay. And oh. Matthew, at least, or was there a third one? I don't know a cousin my, too. Don't know my Beach Boys history. Oh, yeah. Well, that that is an important song for Cameron that uh, or uh, a Beach Boys song used that's used twice in the movie. <laughs> okay. For that. So who's who's going to go through the uh, Beach Boys catalog alphabetically? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Alpha Alpha Beach 
Glee, you mean? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I like this, uh, when Sapphire answers the phone, we get this nice uh, green Bakelite phone. Yeah, right. I mean, I (laughs) never had one. It has like a, some kind of inlay in the handle that I don't recognize, but uh, definitely seen. I I bet that's, you know, it's labels, I think, for Mm. the... For you know, uh, other certain numbers around, maybe in the hotel, okay. maybe in outside it, you know, that would make sense. Yeah, I didn't know what what the what the amenities were like in this. I assumed that this was a hotel, but wasn't sure if it was like a cheap hotel, a nice hotel, because we only see kind of blurry, you know, walls behind Kate Hudson, and then like a messed up room service cart next to William. And so, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was like a, how nice this place was, but. Uh, it seems like they were getting pretty good places. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I mentioned a minute or two ago that a couple of minutes ago, probably that um, it, it seemed like it was fairly spacious outside, you know, you know, it doesn't seem like that it could it necessarily has to be too much for the dancing around that they were doing <laughs> very much, you know, getting up on the bed. It almost seemed like it wouldn't be, but there was definitely a scene where people were kind of walking around in a bit bit of a bigger area out in front of the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you guys old enough to have had those old phones when you were kids? I was just a little bit. I just remember yeah. one or two around either like I was at my parents owned a, a business and there might have been one there or something. My gr- friend's house. My grandparents had these yeah. kinds of phones. Like I remember that. Like, and I mean, I'm I'm old enough to have had like the one phone in our house, the landline. But it wasn't this kind of old phone. It was one of the ones that hangs on the kitchen wall with the super long yeah. cord and like <laughs> the box that the the big thick phone book fit inside, <laughs> um, yeah. with like a cork board on on one side of it, you know, <laughs> for for notes or whatever. But but I, I certainly recognized this phone, but yeah. not uh, not one I had. But yeah, yeah, we had these, and uh, in fact, I have one now. I have it in a box of stuff I use for props when I make videos. I, I grabbed it from somewhere that didn't need it anymore, and it's just this black phone shaped exactly like that one in the movie, and it uh, it's just hilarious to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rotary phone is what we're more specifically yeah. talking about, because mm-hmm. uh, well, what 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 we had for a good period of my life was uh, before cell phones replaced landlines mostly anyway as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> uh, touch tone, is, yeah, is the truer terminology I believe for the button pushing type that we have. Um, yeah, and then the ringing gets louder, and it's and we we had that that slow fade out, and then the cut, <laughs> strong uh, cut to uh, to from from above the bed, and like you were saying, Travis, the there is the uh, some room service, some some plates, and uh, with with half eaten half eaten plates. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting a strong um, on the main plate that you can kind of see clearer than the rest of them. I'm getting a a uh, blackberry cobbler or pie mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And on the then, bigger plate right above that, more like spaghetti. I, or of, Yeah, I th- maybe thought spaghetti. maybe French fries. But uh, now that I see yeah, it more, yeah, really thin. I could see it being spaghetti. Either way, it's something long. Yep. Hey, listener, are you registered to vote? 
Headcount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get fans to vote. To update or check your voter registration status, go to headcount.org, where you will find all the information you need to be ready for Election Day. Are you registered to vote at your current address? More than 60% of eligible voters have never been asked to register. Headcount.org is working to change that. Register to vote at headcount.org. Um, and so William is in laying, laying in the bed under, underneath a sheet uh, with with uh, Sapphire. And she goes to grab the phone and and says hello in a, in a sexy voice. <laughs> sexy just waking up voice. So that, so that gets the caller uh, uh, interested. You know, I mean, I think you know, it, it, there would have been one way he would have continued and 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 said what he says, but uh, because because of this, he says hello. This is Ben Fong Torres calling <laughs> from Rolling Stone. <laughs> Just kind the, of laid out at certain you know little pa- little like extended pauses. So yeah. the the fact that he's calling this room suggests that it's William's room and not the yeah. girl's room. Yeah, yeah, we've even talked about that. I think just just last minute as well, a little bit uh, that you know it's it's you know probably Rolling Stone is paying for this. Yeah, you know, and they're they're fitting these you know, these multiple you know, I mean for a double bed though that's uh, well whatever. But um, I did notice before we kind of get into the I guess the two sided phone call. It looks looks like uh, two pairs of. Underwear above William's head on the uh, yeah. headboard. Oh yeah, there is. <laughs> so I didn't want to, didn't want to not mention those. Oh no, yeah. And one of which is rainbow colored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, in, in the last, in, in, in the earlier part of the minute, we are definitely seeing the underwear that the girls are wearing, or at least at least the one pair is, is the most. It's it's actually a, a pair of underwear that reminds me the most of when I had as a kid, and of, of this almost same era, you know, just just. A, few years later uh you know the almost more like the uh uh you know like superman you know the different characters and licenses <laughs> you know kind of underwear i was able to have and wear as a kid but at the very end of the 70s but um th- th- yeah there's definitely been these things before even before this i mean they were they were definitely not shy because like i mean they they you know he'd be sitting there looking through a phone book you know, I'm I'm not totally sure why he might have been looking through the phone book. Like the very first time they were ever in a hotel room together, he's sitting on the end of the bed looking at the phone book, and 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 one cut, you know, is it would be zoomed in all of a sudden on him at the phone book, and then this bra would land on top of the, you know, of 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 what he was looking at. And it's just like he he wouldn't give. It didn't seem to me like he he gave this uh, expression that that he was then interested in what might happen because this bra, you know, came off a girl seemingly, but he, it was just more of an annoyance. Like, I mean, he, he really has this, you know, there's a job to do kind of attitude hmm. most of the time. You know, I mean, there's definitely what, what we've just been through at the beginning part of this minute. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely also focused on Penny at times too. And then there's even the times when he talks about getting the job done so that he then can get back to home and finish school, as his mother wants him to do very badly. And he, 
you know, he he keeps extending, you know, the trip. Um, well, yeah, because Russell keeps stringing him along. Right. He just yeah. wants that one interview, exactly. and and uh, yeah, and he and he out. knows that uh, the article will not be up to snuff if he doesn't have good material from Russell from an, from which can only come from an interview. The yeah. uh, the little the little uh, all the little filler of an article. Uh, that you know is is just some things he would see Russell do, <laughs> and just very quick talks with him isn't isn't good enough. He, he realizes yeah. that. I like the way Ben Fong Torres says his name. I just it's one of those names that yeah. I I would only refer to him as Ben Fong Torres, yeah, right. <laughs> um, who I know as Brendan from the Sci Fi Channel Netflix show. Uh, Van Helsing. He was on like one, huh. one and a half seasons of of it. Um, and I looked through his IMDb. I certainly have seen a lot of other things he's been in, but didn't know him from those shows. Um, but uh, this seeing him in this his office, it's one of the few scenes now of this movie that I've seen where. This feels the most staged, like shot that I've uh-huh. seen so far. Um, last time I was on, I think the bulk of it took place in William's school and the radio DJ booth. Um, both of those feel like felt real. And yeah, didn't they're, feel... they're probably done. You know, I mean, they're. I, I can guarantee the the radio one, radio DJ booth was done in, in a in a real building outside. Yeah. Know? Whereas, um, yeah, really, both the, this this hotel room and and the and the off in the Rolling office, uh, you know, I, I say both of them could have been, but I know for a fact that the Rolling office was staged, was a set. Okay, yeah, um, that doesn't or, surprise I, I, me. I don't know. I'm not actually. I don't know that it was a set, but it was definitely very staged. Yeah. Um. There, there's all 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 the ephemera that uh, is is hanging around that they they scoured over you know, photos from the time and got, you know, you know, replicated so much stuff in order to uh, make this, you know, so what, what I just heard on like on a, on a YouTube video, I think with, with Cameron Crowe talking that, you know, people that, that were, that watched this, that did work at Rolling Stone in the seventies, you know, said, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they were, they were really <laughs> amazed at how complete and, and realistic it was. Okay. That's so cool. even though it does have a little bit of that feel, you know, it just, for me, it feels like <clears throat> for like, for one, this, this room is, is the, the way he's posed at his desk. It feels yeah. like I'm being photographed. So I'm going to yeah. sit at my desk. I'm not going to, sit as I would if I was using the desk, you know, I'm going to sit in front of it. You'll see all the stuff on my walls. It's all very neat and organized. Like all of his shelves are very tidy. Um, I mean, it's full, you know, but it's not like, it's not just cluttered with junk and, and notes and scribbled everywhere. It's, it's still very like, uh, put together and maybe, maybe Ben Fong Torres is just a very neat guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he's based on a real person. I assume oh, yeah. he probably is. Yeah. Okay, um, but like, I I know 
So, so in a previous life, I did furniture layout uh, space, like space uh, planning for a furniture company. And part of what I would do was uh, 3D model the the space, like the 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 yeah. room of the uh, the school dorm, and we would lay out the furniture that we designed, like in the space. And so when I would render that room, sometimes I would have to make a wall uh, invisible, like where the camera would be, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. the camera doesn't just make the the render just a complete blank right. space, yeah. right? So you have to just hide a wall. So right mm-hmm. now, when I'm looking at Ben Fong Torres, I can I just know that where the camera is sitting, <laughs> looking yeah. at him, we would probably be inside of a wall. And that's what I think I mean by it just feels staged. Like it feels very like TV in that sense of like with TV, you you're you're always the, the audience is always the fourth wall because the sets are, you know, pretty much just three walls, you know, um, where movies tend to be, at least in the past, tend to move around a lot more and you're not always on sets. Um, so this this room uh-huh just feels like a set to me and and yeah. that's not a bad thing it's just it it stood out to me i guess um there's definitely at least two you know pretty short scenes prior to this in the same area one where the camera isn't that far different from where it is it's maybe up a little higher i think and mm-hmm. and it's and and ben fong torres is a little more to the right you know, so that way the, you know, it's focused it and you can see like things like on top, on top of that little side, yeah. uh, the, uh, furniture unit with some things on top with some, uh, like record albums, I think might be is what those are supposed to be at this point. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Um, but then, but then the other view is definitely more from about the corner, the far left corner of the desk looking a bit actually at who it is is, is um uh Dwight from the office uh mm. Rain Wilson um playing playing a more a more mixed character um I believe I'm, I'm pretty sure um yeah that was fun some, to see somewhere, somewhere to Stillwater <laughs> and the, and and Penny Lane and and it's you know so and he's standing probably about where the wall would be so mm. it's it's it is it is funny I certainly agree with you that there probably would be a wall here but in another shot they they consider that I think they consider the space and and they chose to shoot it and and uh, not have a wall be there. The yeah. Court. Oh yeah, it was just it was fun to see Rain Wilson because I, I hadn't seen this movie since yeah. basically since it came out and so <laughs> I didn't know who he was back then. So seeing him after watching The Office, yeah, yeah. about five years prior to the, the Office start about two thousand five yeah, or like maybe that. a little before that, but yeah. One thing on on either of these two walls that really sticks out to me though is the red. Uh, the guess who is I, I'm I'm positive that that's what the uh, in, the guess who uh, wording in white with I'm not sure what it is that's above the wording. It's almost like a oh, character yeah. of some sort, maybe mm, right? Yeah, a frog that, or something. But mostly red, <laughs> and the guess who in in some kind of big uh, big groovy funky letters yeah. bleh, letters. That was one like kind of kind of frustrating thing about this office was I I couldn't like 
identify a lot of the things, mm-hmm. you know, like like he's got the stack of, of records on the kind of right hand side, but it's like yeah. they're stacked, you know, you can't see yeah, what they the are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from from, from like, high fidelity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, right. Yeah. But there's some uh, down below that are stacked the right way, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not outward facing. Yeah. Do you know, I just saw an article today that said that vinyl sales have taken over from CD sales for the first time. Yeah. And you know, some it. CDs have been around or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Of course, well, I mean, the, CD, the follow-up CD to that. sales have just gone down so much yeah. because of streaming. The follow-up is that, you know, physical media sales of music accounts for about 4% yeah. or 6% right. of all music sold. <laughs> That's why. Only other note about here at the end when, you know, I mean, there's the dialogue, but like, uh, you know, in, in, among, amongst the dialogue is is uh, the background office sounds. Just some other, a little bit of another phone ringing in the background, and, mm. but just some general light talking, which seems about right. I've, 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 I came across another movie a few days ago that I was watching. It's like, there's way too much other stuff. Actually, it was a TV. It was actually an old, old, old episode of a Law and Order. I remember. <laughs> um, there's just way too much <laughs> extraneous noise going on in the background. I mean, I'm not used to that at my office. My office has gotten very small, um, number <laughs> yeah. of, low, low number of employees, and not 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 because of COVID, unfortunately. But um, but uh, yeah, it's it's still even back when it was at the busiest. I I know I knew it. Uh, sounded nothing like the awful, crazy noise that was happening in this one law order episode. But uh, here it seemed pretty, pretty uh, right. And yeah, but do you work yeah. in downtown Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I don't. The office isn't a downtown Manhattan office, but not that much different. Um, anything else then to wrap up the minute? Hopefully, for me, there we go. That's all I got. No, I'm good. Travis. Um, though that brings us to uh, something I almost had a, a kind of good segue for a minute ago was uh, for uh, David, if he can, if you can uh, give us uh, a ranking from, is, let us know, uh, is it going to be favorite to least or vice versa of the four bands that make up Stillwater? Okay, glad to do this. So uh, my no- number one by a mile is Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Zeppelin mm-hmm. was the the first real rock band that I get into. And I can still consider them to be probably my favorite band of all time. Um, yeah. wow. The other three are kind of like Almonds come second for me. Uh, I like the Almond Brothers, but I only ever had the one like the Greatest Hits album, and you know, good stuff on there. But I don't really listen to it that much anymore. Skinnerd certainly has a couple of great hits, but I never really got into them. And the Eagles were just kind of overplayed by, <laughs> on every radio station. So, I mean, yeah, Hotel California is a pretty good song. But other than that, I'm like, nah, whatever. <laughs> That's how I felt about Leonard Skinnerd. Like, I could – I could be perfectly fine if I never hear Freebird in my life ever again. I'm, <laughs> totally. I'm totally fine, you know. Um, yep. Yeah. Ah, well, that's pretty cool. Um, so the only other thing I think we really need to do is just uh, if, if both of you can just give some plugs. Um, uh, Travis, you can you can go first this time here. Yeah, um, if your listeners want to check me out, I'm over at Real Comic Heroes. That's real with two E's. And over there, we 
um, go through a big list of comic book movies that we compiled starting in the 50s heading towards the present and we go through that list uh, in release order. Um, we, like I said, started in the 50s and as of this recording we are um, in the the mid-90s. We just talked about Jurassic Park, um, Army of Darkness, what else? Um, a nice, nice, nice run here in in the '90s that we're we're talking about. We've got RoboCop three up next, which I've never seen before, but I'm told it has a jetpack in it. So, oh, you're in it, for a it. Dream, must my be friend. awesome, right? <laughs> so, yeah, come uh, come check that out uh, wherever you get uh, fine podcasts like uh, Almost Famous Minute. And you said that was '93 for Robo- RoboCop three. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling I might have been out of it at that point. By that point, <laughs> I was like past. Remember, up to it was kind of fun, but eh, three, I just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, um. So, and then, and then of course, there's Watchmen Minute Two. Also, of that, course, uh, you and I did together. We both mentioned at the top, and and we even covered we covered the 2009. <laughs> Is that right? Sorry. Was it a two thousand? Was well, what year did did Watchmen come out? The movie was two thousand nine. Yeah, nine. Okay, it was. Yeah, nine. yeah. For some reason, I was thinking this might have been seven. Oh, um, crazy! Now, did you go through the TV series as well? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we covered the the HBO series. You know, one, one episode one at episode. a time. Right, um, right. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty quick run because we would do those episodes like the day after mm-hmm. they aired, so we didn't have a lot of time to like sit and process you know a lot of it. But but yeah, I think yeah, we did a yeah. you know we could still come back for <laughs> a final yeah. kind of wrap up at some point because I I did give it a, a well really technically like a, what a third watch maybe mm, yeah third or fourth watch I yeah forget. about a month or two ago mm. a couple months ago now. In in the age of COVID, I <laughs> seem to have the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So great. Um. David, what what can you tell us about what the what the podcast that you? you right. Are? So my co-host Matt and I are going through all the Zucker Abram Zucker movies a minute at a time. We started with Airplane. We continued with Top Secret, and uh, that rat, that finished up. I don't know. A couple months ago now, I lose track of time. Uh, next up will be Police Squad. No. Next up, we Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. We made do Police Squad at some point, um, and uh, yeah, and then there's another podcast I do that is not minute by minute, but it is called Sequel Harder, where we go over good movies and bad sequels. Um, you were talking about Jurassic Park and Evil Dead and RoboCop. We've done those series. <laughs> nice. We've done uh, a bunch more, and you can see all that stuff on our podcast network, neozaz.com. Yeah, I, I I I definitely will have to uh, you know try try to try to get a, a spot on Naked Gun. I mean that is just oh totally yeah that is just such a classic for me. I mean I that, that's out of, out of the out of the group of them all, all the neo Zaz or, or all the all the Zaz that is I'm sorry all the Zaz <laughs> uh, movies that's got to be the one I've seen the most. I mean yeah. Airplane comes in at a close second. But. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's wonderful stuff you guys are both doing, and we may we may do a little a little more in the future too. Um, cool, cool. And so this was uh, minute sixty-seven. Um, I would like to mention that uh, this and uh, my other podcast feels like Weezer. Uh, they're both on 
uh, your current box of your podcast, I should say, uh, Almost Famous Man and Feels Like Weezer are both on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And you can find a lot more music-related podcasts on that website at pantheonpodcast.com. And uh, just uh, check out the show uh, wherever you can. More of Almost Famous Minute, uh, you know, on the socials, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We have stuff on all three, and we'll just let it go at that for now. Um, So next week will be Minute 68. Until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.